Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. And there it is. Southern United have the GM Welcome to what was supposed to be a nice, smooth, professional version of the 100th episode. But why why, why change winning format? 99 episodes of dog shit is followed up by 100 episodes. <laughs> but I'm delighted to say I've got some very good supportive guests who would never mock me. Um, never. Joining never. me on today's panel is Andy. Hello, Andy. How are you? Good evening, sir. <laughs> I've also got Claire. Hello, Claire. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hello. And I've got Dan. Hiya, Dan. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Happy to be here. Good <laughs> dear. I'm sure you are. <laughs> well, I was going to use the example of hopefully I thought things were getting better of Claire sending me a comment the other day of the Steve McKinnon interview you did has all got the post-conversation chat in the background and I was like damn it I thought I was getting good at this but clearly I'm still not getting good at this <laughs> yeah there's no other there's nothing else planned you'll be pleased to know that, that was it just a nice smooth start to the show was my only plan <clears throat> anyway thank you for letting me interrupt your bank holidays and give you a little bit of comedy um yesterday who 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 enjoyed it? It's all right. 
before the others joined, I think I said to you, I uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed it once it was done, but before, like whilst it was going on, not so much. It was all a bit stressful for me because <clears throat> yeah, I'm the I mean, eternal uh, pessimist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one because loads of people keep referring it to a derby as a derby. Um, Wimbledon fans are all getting very excited saying because we've seen them saying it's not a derby. And a lot of us are going, well, never was. <laughs> I'm not interested. Um, where do you stand on the, the, the local rivalry type thing? Uh, I suppose you could you, call it. I suppose uh, you could call it a local derby because we're only what five miles apart. So there is yeah. there's a certain locality thing to it, and that's usually the old-fashioned way of calling it a derby. I, I don't think there's a rivalry just simply because we've never played each other. We've never been in the same league until this year, mm-hmm. ever. So, you know, we passed each other. I think they still see us very much as a non-league club. Um, I think they see us massively as uh, as uh, beneath them in that respect, isn't there? There's an element of oh, yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. patronising pat on the head. Um, one day they'll be you know, in the dizzy heights somewhere and we'll be back where they where we belong as far as they're concerned. But um, uh, thank you for your six points on our first ever league meetings. It's, yeah. been, a, it's been a blast. Well, <laughs> I was, I remember when they beat us, when we beat them last year in the Papa John's, it was very much, that's not a real competition. It doesn't, doesn't count. Um, so if the Papa John's doesn't count from last year, it also can't count from this year. Um and also, if the Papa John's doesn't count, then the Surrey Senior Cup doesn't count. Therefore, they've never beaten us, <laughs> apart from the friendly. <laughs> I'm only taking their logic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was it, it was interesting. There was a, a lot of talk about their uh, wind-up merchant, um, uh, Pelland, who is uh, supposed to be a master, but clearly paled into the insignificance compared to the wind-up Yoda of Craig Eastman. <laughs> what a fantastic figure of a man. <laughs> um, uh, I thought he was quite subdued, apart from <clears throat> apart from the one celebrating a goal. Um, I really wish someone down that end took a picture of it, because that... that that would one hundred percent be my wallpaper lock screen. It would be, <laughs> it would be everything. Um, but in general, what, what were your thoughts before the game? Are you, um, Andy? We'll hear from you. What, were there any expectations? Um, what, what were your thoughts? Um, I, I thought we'd get something out of the game. I knew they'd obviously they've been on a really good run since we beat them last time. But I, again, the last few weeks have really shown that. Well, actually. You know, we're, we're, we're starting to click a lot better. So for me, I mean, going back to the whole kind of rivalry derby thing, couldn't give a toss. It's just another team. It's, it doesn't matter if they're four miles away or 300 miles away. You've just got to beat what's in front of you. So, yeah, for me, it was just like another game. If we won it, great. If we lost, meh. I would have felt the same as if we lost against Leighton Orient or whoever. Um, but, yeah, thoughts before the game was, no, I think we've got a good chance here because we're really... Um, we're really beginning to fire. And then that first 20 minutes, it's like, yep, we're back to last season now, aren't we? You know? um, so, yeah, that's where I was. Yeah. And, and Claire, you're, you're, you're ahead of the match. I know you said you were nervous. And... Yeah, I just really wanted... Um, I really felt like we turned a corner recently. And um, 
things were starting to kind of align um, nicely and we'd had a couple of wins and I just thought, oh, they're on a bit of a good run. If this is the end of kind of of the beginning of our good run, it's not really how I want it to to happen. Um, And I just thought if we can, if we can do this one, then I think, um, yeah, we really have turned that corner and things could be uh, back to their brilliant best um and uh we could start doing stupid things like talking about how far off we are off the playoffs or and stuff like that because i love that <laughs> well I, I said to someone i would think beforehand i wrote something out from um and i said bizarrely because we've had a bad run expectations have been managed a bit better and people have kind of taken a bit, a bit of a reality check which means that we're now looking forward to a very good run and things going really, really marvellously well. So, Dan, do you have a similar opinion of? Um, I'd have taken a point in a heartbeat before the game just to keep our own little, you know, coming out of Christmas with seven points would have been brilliant. Um, They were on a great, you know, they were on a really good run of form. We've just seemingly turned the corner. We've got a couple of players coming back fit. Ali's back, you know, Ben's back. So, yeah, I'd have taken a point beforehand. But, it just showed you what we can do when we can get our first choice 11 on the pitch because we absolutely ruined them first 25 minutes. They couldn't, didn't lay a glove on us and we should have been three or four up. And it's, you know, it's, it's a shame that it wasn't over as a contest by half time was because it should have been, but you know, it's, we, the, the lads, the lad, I mean, that's, that's easily our best 90 minutes since the win down there. Um, we've, we've put together a few good halves this season but it, they, we've we've not put together many ninety minutes, and that that was a good one. I mean, even at the end, we even the last after the goal, the second goal, they had that one header from Hudlin, and that was about it. They didn't mm-hmm. really cause too many other problems, and we saw it out at the death with with even through the the usual dreaded six minutes added. <laughs> um, we saw it out without too much too much trouble. So it was like. Good performance. Really pleased with the way it went. So, yeah, I mean, huge, huge gate for us. Obviously, um, some dispute whether it's the biggest gate for a, a league match or or not. Sort of going back in the mists of time. Um, but I think Dave F said, okay, well, one thing we can definitely establish is the highest um, grossing league match we've ever been involved in. <laughs> um, so, fi- bizarrely, sold out five thousand and forty nine. Why we can't squeeze one extra space in there to make it five oh five oh? I don't know, but it's really that's the council sort of, for you making me twitch a little <laughs> bit. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was yeah, load of people in. Um, I did kind of chuckle a little bit because people are kind of even the new ones are embracing a a fairly sedate atmosphere. Because um, when the Wimbledon fans started chanting, "Is this the library?" There's a whole load of people just going shh. <laughs> we're like, we know you're supposed to be doing this against us, but we're going to throw this back at you a little bit. I, I like that. <laughs> that chant winds me up because would you walk into a library and start screaming? No, you wouldn't. So be respectful. Shush. Um, I also think we should start retorting with, uh, please check your books back in. Um, <laughs> Something. Please keep quiet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's a sort of extension on the whole thing of, oh, is that all you bring away and all that kind of stuff is, Yes, it doesn't give you any points. I'm sorry. I'm really terribly bad to break this news to you, but you don't get any extra points for more fans making more noise. Um, but in general, how was a nice big crowd for you guys? 
Um, yeah, it's it just makes it harder to get a beer. That's that's the main argument. It's just a pain in the ass trying to get a pint before. So it's but now it's 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 nice to see. We've had a couple of sellouts last few years, and we so we know we can't do what it's like now. But um, yeah, it was nice to see it for a league game. It was um, and I I didn't feel as busy as a couple of the cup games we had in that run. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought there was more room around. I think so. Maybe I that's just it's... my brain. No, I think some of that might be because um, when you think back to, I mean, particularly the Arsenal game, there was a lot of like infrastructure into like to film things, wasn't there? And there was big mm-hmm. gantries and stuff and pylons up and God knows what else. So I feel like that perhaps encroached a little bit on some of the space that we had before. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, it's always it's nice, isn't it, to to think that we're we're selling out. It'd be lovely to do that every week. Um, but. Um, I mean, not every week because there were people still where I wanted to stand, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> did anyone stand in your spot, Mike, or did you get no, there at half we, past one? We, I got there very early. Um, How early is very early? I was on the terrace at about five past two. Um, I did put a little video up on, on, on Dan's thing of we got to the, the fan zone. We got a, I kind of went straight up to Alison and then sort of just felt daggers. Feet, you know, when you could feel someone looking at you, sort of turn around and realise, oh, there's a queue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not used to this. Um, have you I've been over this. Two queues at a bar, seriously. Yeah, I know, it was, it was very much... I'm I mean, going, it's one yeah. of the few things this country has as a, as a culture, is going into a pub or a bar and ordering an, a, a beverage of some description. You don't space. queue. It's the one thing British people shouldn't queue for. You go to the bar, you catch the bar person's eye, and they serve you a drink. Exactly. Queuing in a... That's my head in. Sorry. There was space in front of Alison. She was there, and I was like... Did you turn around and say, do you not know who I am? And just look at me. I'm the podcast guy. I'm the podcast guy. I was with Josh, and I kind of turned and went, oh, there's a bit of a queue. And then, so I was like, oh, do you know what? No, no, you know what? So we went, we went back and joined the end of the queue and then the two people in front of us just couldn't make up their minds. It's like, it's like four drinks of choice. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but then I took a nice little video and just after I posted it, I thought Ed's going to go nuts because the queue ended up snaking into the uh, marquee and going around a little bit. And I was like, well, if Ed oh. had been there, then he could have helped behind the bar. Yeah. He might not see this, but never mind. <laughs> Um, but apart from the no biz and being a little bit more crowded, um, how, how was how, how was it for you, Andy? I, mean, I know I know you love the food. We'll talk about the food. Oh no no no! <laughs> I, I I I actually quite rarely eat at the club now. Um, so yeah, when when you uh, saw me uh, tucking into a burger on Thursday night against Gillingham, that was more of a rarity these days. But no, I got there even earlier than you. I was there by quarter to two. Had my cup of tea. Had the space. It was fine. Felt snug. Um, was very pleased I was undercover when that bizarre little rain cloud mm. came over at halftime. Um, yeah, it just felt yeah, it felt like a you know, it, it felt like it did when we played AFC Wimbledon in the um, in the FA Cup those seasons back. No different. Yeah, no, it's, it did it did feel good, but it, we're kind of getting used to it because um, the Gillingham match when they announced three three, I was honestly looking around going, it doesn't what it doesn't feel like there's three thousand people here. So it's kind of strange how you kind of get used to it um, more and more as it as it goes on. Um, I guess that t- that Tardis Terrace holds a lot more. Well, not a guess. I know because I stood on it and went, "Oh, this is a lot deeper than I expected it to be." Mm. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, brilliant. Hopefully we push on. Let's push our um, average back up to over 3,000 now. And um, any sort of people coming out of interest yesterday would have been thinking, this is this is good stuff. Um, so Will's goal. Who wants to talk me through Will's goal? Go on, Andy. I know you love Will. That, that was a absolutely <laughs> typical Will Randall goal. Exactly what he does. Cuts inside, switches foot, finds a space, scores. I think, apart from the one that obviously went in, you know, went in via a corner, I think pretty much every goal he scored this season has been almost almost uh, identical to that. So, yeah, cracking. Yeah, and Josh has begged me not to mention the fact that he was saying last week that he just wants Will to stop cutting inside and actually cross the ball. <laughs> and as soon as he did it and scored, just like, oh, God, don't bring it up. I'd actually forgotten until this moment, Josh. Thank you very much, young man. <laughs> You've reached 21 years of age and you haven't worked out not to remind me of this shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that, that was all good. Um, their goal, I, I disagree with you slightly, Dan. I think it was a free kick, but I think... The way... If you see on the video, the way he goes down, it's just... Uh, it was so soft. And then... He completely ignored one barely a minute later on Eastie at the far end, which was yeah. way worse, mm. and then gave us a free kick seconds later on the touch line for one that was softer than Hudlin's. It was just, oh, it was just, oh. I, I it was just think, a crap free kick. Yeah, I think what made it worse is the ref waited about five seconds, and then he yeah, and the yeah, he let he let play, and um, so it was like, well, hang on, if it's a free kick. The linesman not shouting at you, it's a free kick. Nothing's happened. What's made you suddenly go, actually, yeah, we will bring that back. Um, so I think that made yeah, it worse. I, I think if it was given straight away, we less. I don't know I don't know whether the linos have to signal or because uh, they're all mic'd up. You don't have the linos gone, yeah, that yeah. that was. And he's then that's why it took the little, that last few seconds to blow it back. But yeah, it was yeah, it was a crap free kick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Um, but then Ali had a shot from distance, which he didn't do the other night. I don't know why, but he had a, he had a good shot, which was then parried. And normally these things, they get they don't fall for us. But Omar, who realised he was about to be subbed, <laughs> decided to put in that little extra burst of energy and got there. A um, little bit excited about that, Claire? I mean, yeah, it was... Um... It's quite something, wasn't it? I just, I have to say, I mean, I agree with you that earlier that um, I really thought that we could have had way more uh, in the first half than we ended up having. It was almost disappointing not to have gone in uh, at the break, kind of uh, three or four up, if I'm being entirely honest, uh, as greedy as I want to be. But yeah, it was, um, it was a good one, that. Yeah. And it just came after their charm. I don't know, does anyone remember what they were chanting? At that oh, that point? was funny. <laughs> Yeah, they literally had started into something, get battered as we took the free kick. That was beautiful. Like that, that, that time, is it was pure, wonderful timing. Like poetic justice, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it reminded um, me. Reminded me of Bromley away a couple of, a few years ago in, in the Conference South, where they started singing "Can We Play You Every Week?" just as we went and scored twice in about two minutes. So uh, yeah, it was. It was. Perfect timing. It was chef's kiss stuff. It was great. It was a really, really, isn't, isn't uh, a, really wonderful a moment. German phrase for the, the, the display with German links. Isn't, is, I, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but I know there's a, 
<laughs> it's a German phrase for it. Schadenfreude? I don't know. Schadenfreude. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, is that it? Thank you. It might be wrong, but who cares? <laughs> but also, to get into this team now, we've got Dave the Irish fella coming back. Adieu, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but after all the uh, um, the attention that he was subjected to in the bar last night, I'm not convinced he wants to be back anymore. <laughs> yeah, poor poor sod. He, he must he must he must have been still on that chair doing strikers of Kelly thinking, what the fuck have I got myself back into? I'd for- just forgotten what a complete nut house this place was. <laughs> His blue sequin jacket on, going Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean. I, I'm just curious at what point has Matt started making the phone calls going, he's not playing, he's not playing, send him back, send him back, send him back. To Is it, did he leave a day, a week? What, what, what was it? Um, but yeah, good to see him back. Andy, what do you reckon on that? And coming back into the side? Yeah. Uh, oh, great news, obviously. I mean, the, guy, the guy's class. Um, I just, I kind of hope that we get the first half of the season, David Adjiboy back rather than the second half of the season. Um but I think, bearing in mind, he's pretty much not played this season. Yeah, but certainly not really since August. This is probably his first half of the season, so I'm quite happy. Yeah. And, and Claire, your thoughts? What do you reckon? I mean, it doesn't always work out of a player coming back. Um... No, it doesn't. Sometimes it's sometimes you have this expectation of what someone's going to be like, just purely based on on what they might have have done previously. And I think it's fair to say, you know, on his day when he's having a a, a great day, he does amazing things, and then. Uh, much like all of us, if he's not quite firing on all cylinders, it's not quite the same. But I would think that, um, as much as we just joked about it, that actually having not played and probably been really excited to have moved to a higher level, to come back yesterday, get the reception that he got, like when he walks onto that pitch um, in a Sutton shirt, the reception that he's going to get from the fans in that moment is going to jam along. I just think that he will... Um, yeah, he'll bring something pretty, pretty explosive, and I just think uh, feels a little bit like um, getting the band back together in in some form, doesn't it? But um, sadly, not in its entirety. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do, and um, it is just great to have him back. Really nice yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a confidence thing that it's going to take him a knock, but as as, as Matt basically said, he's he's come home. So hopefully his confidence can be boost. Um, what, what do you reckon, Dan? I mean, I know he's been to the training ground a few times as well. Um, I think Matt. Yeah. He went to Harry's wedding the weekend he moved. Um, mm-hmm. So he's clearly still mm-hmm. close to all the players. Um, but yeah. What yeah, you I mean, you, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's going to be good. I'd love to. I'm so glad he's back because he just gives us that little X factor in attack. You know, his he makes those driving runs. He can take people on. He just makes stuff happen. And as we were, say, uh, we were saying in the pub um, before the game on Thursday, funnily enough, that even just him being there and people being aware of what he can do, they're always doubling up on him. So that means there's two guys over there paying him loads of attention. And it just opens up, it just opens up gaps all over the park, sort of, you know, behind him and in the middle and on, on the other side. So even if it just gives us that, I, I think it's going to have a positive effect on the side. I think he's also going to be bang up for it because he's made a, he's made a nice big move. You know, confidence is up. This is you know I'm I'm going to kick on now, and he's maybe not got the chance 
he deserved yes. or, you know, for whatever reason, he's not been picked as often. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be fresh, raring to go, I reckon. So hopefully uh, it can be, you know, the start of a, a, a good little run for us. But I think it's de- definitely a positive signing. It's just got everybody up. He'll, he's got, you know, he'll be happy he's back after Claire said the reception he got. And also everyone knows what he can do in the past, what did for us in the past. So definitely a positive signing. And is anyone else just allowed themselves a tiny little dream of, oh, what if Max comes back as well? <laughs> Ridiculous. That's not going to happen. Oh, but what if it did? <laughs> um, we've been discussing this extensively, Dan, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, sad, sadly, he's not played for like a year. So if he he is a free agent, Matter. I know, but it'll take him ages to get up to speed. And I, I know, but he's he's a sort of a, a really good League One bottom end championship striker. To get him, and he's still only thirty two. Yeah. I, I don't think it will happen. I have a yeah. I have an inkling that he's he's retired in all but. Uh, that, you know, he's not just not announced it. I think he's just kind of just, he's, he's, he's in France. He's still training, but it looks like, but he's not training with anyone or a club or anything like that. So I'd love it. I would love to see him back. Because <laughs> if, if, even if he was half fit and he was half the player we had uh, sort of five, six years ago, then yeah, he's going to upset a lot of people. Yeah. Um we're going to mute Dan because we don't like that. Let's let's check we go. Let's check we go. Come on. <laughs> um, so what what do we feel about the league now in general? A um, couple of weeks ago, we were still looking over our shoulders. We did. I, I did kind of say, well, actually, if we're going to look at the points above relegation, we need to look at adding on those same number of points and see where we are from from the other end. And we're 20 points now above the relegation spots. If you add on those 20 points, we're first. So we're kind of dead in dead, dead mid-table and we're 12. So we're dead dead mid-table. Do we think we're going to get this push on or do we think that um, we'll be happy? I know a couple of people have put up their new predictions and we're like ninth or 10th. Um, but do we think we can get those playoffs? I do. I'm just going to say yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I said this yesterday to several people. Um, it's not in my nature to be optimistic in any way, shape or form. Uh, but I declared it to several people yesterday that, um, yeah, playoffs. I think we're going to win them. Easy. That's, that's a step too far, but OK. <laughs> Andy? You heard it here first. I'm generally optimistic <laughs> and I don't think we will. Um, yeah. I think we're going to be kind of ninth, tenth. You know, really comfortably mid-table, upper mid-table. And do you know what? I'd be really happy with that. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah, that's 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 the kind of that's the target we should always be aiming for. And then anything above that's a bonus. But um, yeah, I, I won't be upset if we don't make the playoffs. Particularly the fact that we're in twelfth with the injuries that we had and the things that went wrong for us in that first half of the season. That is actually potentially more impressive than last season. Yeah. If you, if, you, if you look at it more objectively. So, yeah, I'll be, no, I'll be happy as a pig in shit. Um, it's weird that, as Andy just said, that we've had that first half of the season. We all know what's gone on. We've had to scrap and fucking fight for every last point. And to be taking sort of even yesterday out, to have going into yesterday 32 points, 
And we were looking at it in the bar after the game on Thursday going, well, we reckon 42 will probably be enough to keep you up this year. Mm. And now, having now got the win yesterday, you're three points off the playoffs. You're going, hang on a second, how is that even possible? You know, what have you guys at the top been doing for the last 20 games? <laughs> I mean, bar, bar Orient and Stevenage, who I think you're going to be your top two, it's just no one seems to really, you know, be... Yeah, no one seems to really be getting a good, solid run together. And and that's the dangerous thing for us, I think, because if we hit... I mean, you've got 20 games left. If, if you win 10 of those, you're in trouble because <laughs> you're going to make the playoffs. I, 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 I don't... We were making the playoffs yesterday. He didn't I don't, make <laughs> Yeah, because all he could see, all he could hear, is a checkbook being opened. <laughs> but I mean, we missed out with seventy six last year, and I, I, I think it will be low set, probably about as low as seventy this year. Yeah. And that's that's and that's that's the problem, because I I think we could, if we can keep people fit and kick on, that it's achievable. But that's, that's exactly what my thinking is: is look where we are with the run that we had um, and now the second half of the season is going to go so much, so much better. Um, we're going to put together a, a nice little run of results. We're going to get to the playoffs. Claire, I disagree with you because we'll lose in the first match of the playoffs like we always do. There's, there's no problem with me there, but it means that next year we'll go and get the title or the year after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the year after. I think it is. Um, I think the key will be who else the other signing is that apparently we're supposed to be bringing in. Yeah. If it's a striker and they can shake off the striker's curse of Gander Green Lane and actually score goals, then, yeah, it's 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 a, a serious question to be asking. But if we carry on sort of having to work really hard to score the goals that we're scoring, mm-hmm. my concern would be that we just probably won't score enough to, to, to make the top seven. But, yeah, but... At least we're going to be looking forward to the second half of the season. With oh yeah, there's a lot more optimism more, now. More fun, um, not sitting there going, "We're screwed, we're screwed." Every single match, just chucking all the names in a hat and going, "Who's playing where?" Hey, have you ever played a right back before? Because you are today. <laughs> um, right, so we will go back to yesterday very quickly and ask about your player of the day. It's not going to be the video. I'm not risking the video, but you've got the little jingle coming up. So we will come back to you all, one name each, which means I have to do one as well. It's going to be pretty easy-ish yesterday because there's really good um, performances, but then there's a lot of really good performances. So Now watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. day, day. Right. I'm going to start with Andy just so no one else can take it from him. Is this to stop him having a tantrum? No, oh, it's just, if I ever have a chance. It's, <laughs> it's just one of you would be mean and say the name that he wants to say. <laughs> Go on, well, you're expecting me to say Will Randall, aren't you? Well, I, I'm, it's pretty odds on. <laughs> All right. I, I don't want to disappoint Will Randall. Uh, with the caveat, actually, that, to be honest, the last three or four games, he's not really been that great. Yesterday, he was back to his, back to his best. So, yeah, Will Randall. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant game yesterday. Um, one, one of those you're sitting there going, yep, that's why we pay our money. <laughs> but, yeah, excellent. Um, Claire, who's your choice? 
Um, I was going to pick uh, Will Randall, not just to wind Andy up, but just generally because, yeah. Um, but I'll go with Omar. Omar, lovely. And Dan. Oh, I'm going to have to pick an easy one now. I, was, I had a couple lined up. Um, I, th- I actually thought Craig Eastman was incredible yesterday. Just ran the ran the game from midfields everywhere. On another day, he probably could have had a couple of goals himself. Um, I know, I know, he's you know been picked in this pretty much every week for about the last three months. But um, yeah, he was he was he was superb. Um, if I hadn't picked him, I'd have picked Jack Rose actually. So just to. That was the fourth name on my list. And that's who I'm going to go with because he's the fourth name on my list. So All right, you can have that. I'll mention Ali Smith then. Let him have an honourable mention because I thought he was yeah. really good yesterday as well. Yeah, no. Um, he's the, yeah, he, the one for last week was actually the first time he's been nominated that um, he that we won the match. All the others, I think he's had something like four losses and two draws. Where Who's that, Eastie? Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, he, he, he's just he's running away with it at the moment. He's right. I'll wager. Is it thirty-two now? He seems. He seems so much older. It feels like he's been with for years. Um. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. With perfect timing, um, we're going to move on to the rest of the season. Uh, we now play a couple of teams in and around us, and that's firstly um, up at Tranmere. And joining me today and for us to talk us through this review is Matt from the Trip to the Moon podcast. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good, yeah, good evening. Very well, thanks. How are you all? Very well, thank, thank you. you. Cheers. So... <laughs> This isn't going to be nice and professional like you normally have. Um, so <laughs> we do a nice little, little bit. Um, want to know a little bit about yourself. Tell us a bit about your podcast. Um, essentially, it's Who Are Ya? Yeah, so we're, we're the A Trip to the Moon podcast. Basically, um, we do three shows a week. Uh, one is a match review every weekend. Uh, one is an interview with a former player every Tuesday and uh, one is a uh, a look ahead to the weekend's game and every news item that may have broken about the club over that week uh, which comes out every Thursday so busy we find just about enough things to talk about but when you have a, a turnover of players like football clubs seem to have over the last decade you also always seem to be able to find a former player to speak to so there's no problems on that front. No, guys, he's lying. It's really difficult to get former players. Once a month <laughs> is, is enough. I'm not doing one a week. That is not happening. Three episodes a week, Mike. Come on, you know. Oh, fuck you up. need to up your did game, you, mate. Did yeah. you see my face? Was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the trip to the moon bit all about? <clears throat> so um, we had a manager called Johnny King who won three promotions with Tranmere as a manager, one as a player. 
Um, probably most famously from between 1987, he came in and he saved Tranmere from being relegated out of the Football League. And by the time he was sacked in 1996, Tranmere had been in three playoffs to get into the Premier League. So he had uh, quite a lot of success, but he was also quite a wordsmith and he had a certain way with words. Um, he described Tranmere as the deadly submarine with Liverpool and Everton being your big ocean liners like your Queen Mary. He used to call John Aldridge the gunslinger. Um, and uh, he he always said that he was take he was he wouldn't promise anyone success at Tramway, but he'd take them on a trip to the moon. So uh, that's where the quote comes from. Oh, very nice, very nice. And um, so the season for you guys so far, I, I, I see various different Tramway people following, and there's, there's some grumbles. Um, it's fair to say, How, yeah. Been so far, it's been a really odd season. Um, started appallingly, then had a terrific run of five or six wins in a row and kept five or six clean sheets in a row, then followed a 10-match run without a win, um, then followed two wins just uh, after Christmas against uh, Barrow and uh, against Doncaster, and then obviously on New Year's Day lost to Crew. So they're one of these teams that they are going to go through peaks and troughs, and when they go through the peaks, it'll be pretty good. Uh, and when they go through the trots, it's going to be really, really bad. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, from your point of view, we're one of the teams, uh, you're one of the teams we played during one, the, the only real peak of the season so far uh, when on that run of form. Um, but they're, they're a side who every fan will believe rightly that they should be challenging up for the top seven. But I, my opinion has always been that the players they brought in this year, I don't know if it was ever the, the main ambition to get promoted this year. I always think they were kind of looking at next year instead. Um no club is ever going to come out and say that because that would be detrimental to your season ticket sales and all that kind of thing and therefore you'd have even less money to spend um, but yeah that, that's the way I would look at it it's a, they're, a, they're a young squad or they've got a lot of young developing players um, but ultimately they're, they're a side who are, are going to go through good runs and bad runs and if you get them on a good day they'll probably beat you if you get them on a bad day you'll, you'll do them Right so I mean you guys, you mentioned a bit of it there um, earlier. Your your natural position, where do you kind of naturally see yourself in the Football League? Because you've been down to the conference, you've been playoffs for the Premier League. Where is Tranmere supposed to sit? Because we, we, we know we're way above where we're supposed to sit. Um, <laughs> where do you supposed to sit? It, it depends entirely on who you ask. So I was born in 1990. My first game was in 1995. So for the first six years of me watching Tranmere. Tranmere were a, what we would now call the championship, but obviously then was a Division One club. For the 13 years after that, they were a League One club and then had back-to-back relegations, three years in non-league, back-to-back promotions, then got demoted through points per game and find ourselves in, in League Two for a third year. But if you ask anyone pre-1990, they'll tell you Tranmere were a Division Four or Division Three club. So they're probably one of those teams who, if there was a division between three and four, League One and League Two, you'd, you'd sit them somewhere in between there. But historically, over the last 30 years, the, the majority of that has been played above this level. So you would like to say that their their current level is is not where you, you'd be ending up in three or four years' time, hopefully. Good. So League 1.5? Yeah, exactly we, that. We could even manage that. We'll have to have. <laughs> Sounds a good idea, that. Yeah. So I think everyone here would agree with me. You, you're, you're a bit of a weird club for the 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 ex 
league clubs coming into the National League in that you just kind of got on with it and didn't whinge and moan. Dan, would you back me up on that, that Tranmere were probably the only yeah. one that we, that we didn't have... Yeah, the Tranmere, the Tranmere fans seem to, certainly the support base and the club in it as a whole just seem to kind of get it a bit. And I think they realised that we're in the shit here. We need to, you know, we've got to steady the ship here or it gets out of control. You end up like a stockport. So, yeah, they just largely rolled the sleeves up, had good owners who turned it around and they just got stuck in and got to get back to, you know, the Football League. Whereas everybody else just seems to just have a, a season-long cry about it, getting turned over by crap like us, and then, but yeah, they didn't. See, they didn't seem to do that, and a lot of the support base didn't either, because we went up there in the National League midweek, and there was a load of people as we were coming away from the ground. Everyone was just, you know, was there was no hostility or piss taking or anything like that over a last-minute winner. It was all just oh, fair play, lads, um, and yeah, we've we've. They're just one of those clubs we've actually managed to get on with, actually, being former football league, or when when they were a former football league club, and it seems to have carried on into League Two. So, yeah, definitely never had the uh, what we we called the the belt down the bitter ex league teams. Um, <laughs> so, how, how was the national league experience from your 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 point of view? Well, it came at a really odd time. Obviously, Tram had been relegated in 2014, and then they went down again in 2015. <laughs> And the 2015 season, 2014-15, was horrific. 39 points, I think, they finished with having been relegated the year before. So, obviously, you go into that season thinking, you know, let's just consolidate, let's get, let's get back up and at some point. But to be fair, the first relegation had been coming for a long, long time. The club had been treading water. The, the budget had been getting smaller and smaller. The, the previous owner had been getting less and less interested. He was just trying to find the right person to sell the club to. So he wasn't putting any money in to try and get them anywhere. Um, so that the relegation to League Two had been coming for a long, long time. The relegation to the National League was a bit of a shock, but the season was so bad. They used 51 players over the course of the season. Uh, they had a manager in Mickey Adams who didn't like the fans and didn't like the media. And I think it's fair to say the media and the fans didn't like him either because of some of the things that he said. Um and it, it was just it was just a complete and utter mess. It was a, a disaster of a season. So when when they went into the National League, it was almost a fresh slate. I think they only had four or five players left from the the, the previous era, and they were largely speaking, they were fairly popular players who hadn't particularly done that badly that you wanted to see them binned off. So there was the scope to build a new squad. The chairman's first protocol was to find a manager who had National League experience and he brought in Gary Brabin um, and Gary in, in turn signed a load of players who had played very successfully in the National League so Scott Davis came in James Nord came in uh, Steve McNulty came in six months down the line Richie Sutton came in uh, Jay Harris um, and you will notice that all of these names are actually the same names pretty much who were part of the promotion team in 2019 as well so they built a really solid squad. Um, Gary Brabin lost his job two months into the second season after a bad few results, uh, obviously culminating at Sutton, um, where I think it was a 3-1 defeat or, or something similar to that, and he got the boot. And then Mickey Mellon came, came in and Mickey just took it to a new level. Same players, basically. He, he'd added, or Gary Brabin had added Connor Jennings and Andy Cook the, the summer before in his second summer as manager, and, and they were crucial in the next two promotions or the next promotion and then John Jennings in the second one as well. 
So it was like going down to the National League was almost almost something that had to happen to rejuvenate the club and spur the club back into being something that we knew it could be. And you're right to a sense, I think a lot of the fans, I remember speaking to, um, so I wrote a book on their three years in the National League and the, the subsequent promotion. And I spoke to a load of the players about, about what it was like in that era. And, and uh, Scott Davis, uh, sorry, James Nord was one of them because he obviously scored the winner at Wembley in 2018. And he said he remembers him and Jay Harris nearly coming to blows with Stephen Jennings, who was one of the players who'd come down from the Football League with us um, about a, a nil-nil draw away at Braintree. And the, the players who'd played in the Football League were like, you've got to come to places like Braintree, you've got to win, you can't be, can't be drawing away at Braintree. And people like Jay Harris who, and uh, Norwood, who, who knew what it was like, said, actually, you know, Braintree away is a pretty decent result, a nil-nil draw. You know, they're not a... They're not an easy team to go and wipe the floor with. And I think it maybe took the fans three or four months to realise what kind of standard to expect in the National League. And that, that goes for the, the opposition. It also goes for the referees. Um, it also goes for the style of football. And once they kind of got to grips with that, it almost became, Mickey, certainly when Mickey Mellon came in, it almost became a siege mentality. If not not an us against them kind of thing, but we're all in this together and we are going to do it come what may. Uh, but it, it was a fresh start and it was quite refreshing because because we'd had those 13 years in League One. I think I'm right in saying we were the most static team in the Football League over that period of time. So not 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 including the Premier League, but every other team had either been up or down a division over that 13-year period. And we hadn't. So we were playing pretty much the same teams every week and it just got a bit, you know, as much as it's nice to go to a, a Port Vale or an Alden or a, a Rochdale or a Berry because they're quite local to us. It got a bit boring, um, and going down to the National League, and it, suddenly you're going to. Well, we obviously rejuvenated our rivalries with Wrexham and Chester, which was brilliant um, because fans of a certain age had never seen the rivalry with Chester, a football league sense. Um, we obviously got to play Geisley and North Ferriby and all these teams that you'd, you'd never. And it won't. To, to, it, it was great because you, you're proper close to the, the, the game, aren't you? And it almost felt, to some extent, like, I don't know if this is the right description, but like competitive pre-season friendly matches because they were the kind of teams that we'd been used to playing in, premier, in pre-season games. But actually now there was a bit of edge and a bit, a bit of something to it. So it made it, 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 just, it just made it all fresh. And it, it, it was, for me, it was a really enjoyable period, even if it was probably a place that most fans will tell you the club should never have been in. You saw everyone smiling as you're saying all those teams. We're like, oh yeah, we loved him. Not brain true. Um, <laughs> so we will have a quick chat about the game, um, but before we do, there is one very, very, very important question. Um, the videos aren't working, so um, but so you don't get to see the dancing pint glass. But um, I want to know about the suggested pubs to go to. So it's called Pub of the Week. Oh God. That's actually worse without the video. Okay. This guy does three at... podcasts a week, Mike, right? He's like a pro and you're you're digging out that. Just Oh yeah. brilliant. We, before we start, we do need to say it's a multi faith thing. It doesn't have to be God, it can be any deity you want. So with Dan saying, Oh God, it doesn't matter, just replace it with whatever you want. Um, that was good. <sighs> that was me singing. 
that what we call it? Sila, no comment. <laughs> no comment. And that screen is frozen, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is that's the a production than ours? We don't have any production on ours. <laughs> oh, see, I'm I'm making that as the sound clip. I'm telling you now, now bits of production on ours. <laughs> <laughs> So which is the, I know, have you still got the glamping tent um, yeah. up at your place yet? So is that your suggestion or? It, it, exactly your suggestion? Suggestion. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, that's not going to be there in six months time because the, 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 so that's run by our trust, our Tramira of Supporters Trust. And uh, they've just in the last week or two been granted planning permission to build a permanent structure on the car park, which is going to be a massive um, kind of, it, it, it's a permanent, not going to be a tent, it's going to be built out with big wood, wooden um, bars and and all kinds and it's going to be used for other events like um could be used for small gigs it can be used for book talks and podcast live kind of things and stuff so in six months time that's uh, that's where the trust plan to be so if if, if Tramway and Sutton still are in the same league next year then fingers crossed you'll be able to visit that but for, for now I'm going to still recommend the big marquee which is in the, uh, the the director's car park behind the main stand it might be a little bit chilly in there um, but they, they've got a good array of, of drinks on offer, so that would be where, where I would suggest to go. And I, th- I think that's a, it's, there's always a really nice, warm atmosphere in there. The, the people in there are, are, will want to talk to anyone about their football club, and I know when Newcastle came down this year, their fans enjoyed popping in as well. So, yeah, the, the big marquee would be where I recommend, recommend, although there are three or four other places within walking distance. That, that would be my starting point. Big screen in there as well, so you can watch whatever game's on. The FA Cup, won't it? Yeah, speaking of each getting turned over by Aston Villa. Um, so it's the last chance for the glamping team. That's what you, you're trying to say. Everyone yes. needs to get in there for their very last chance. Yes. And Claire's going to be bringing her notepad to take notes on what, what the new plans are. So she's going to take over our car park and <laughs> brand new structures and all sorts. Um, but what are our thoughts of the game, Andy? Um, we're very close to Tranmere. So not yeah. geographically. I'm in, in the league table, well, obviously. I, I've been lucky enough to have gone to every every game at Prenton Park um, and they've always been entertaining regardless of how the results have gone if it's been a 1-0 for us or that midweek 3-2 uh, with the last minute winner for Tranmere, they've always been entertaining um, so I'm expecting entertainment tomorrow um, again seeing how things are going I, I, I'll take a draw but anything could happen on the day with the way that we're the direction we're going and without your boy coming back on yeah, who knows what could happen Claire, what do you think? I pretty much, I mean, agree with Andy there. I think it just depends. Obviously, uh, this is what we hope is the start of a bit of a good run for us. Um, so yeah, I'd love to to walk away with three points. But um, if you offer me a draw, I'll take I'll, I'll take a point at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and Dan, put me in the take a point camp. We we definitely need to we definitely need to improve away from home. Um, and if we can get the 11 out that we had yesterday, plus add Dave in there, um, like I say, that should hopefully give us a, a lot more option going forward. So there's, you know, there's a chance there, but I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be unhappy with a point away from home. Excellent. Matt, what do you reckon? Well, it, it's, it's funny you all say that because last year we were absolutely brilliant at home. Um, I think we had the, the most points in league two at home. And you came to our place and, and won two 0 and we put in an absolutely insipid performance. We were dreadful, uh, but but you're all saying you take a point. Whereas this year our home form is is, is pretty appalling, to be quite honest. We we've been we, we lost to Stephen and John the opening day, and it hasn't really got 
a great deal better since then. We've lost to Wimbledon recently at home. We've lost to Carlisle. Um, had a couple of draws, um, one against Stockport. I think we drew against Rochdale as well. So the results haven't been great, but we did beat um, Doncaster 3-0 at home on, on Boxing Day. So hopefully uh, a chance to build on that one. Don't know if they'll do any business between now and then in the window. Fingers crossed they're, they're desperate for a striker uh, somewhere if they can find one. Um, but I don't know. I, I, they did play really well for the first 60 minutes at Crewe, uh, despite losing 1-0. And if you look at the stats, they had 23 shots, <laughs> only three of them on target granted. So that's not great. 13 corners. I think it was 67% or 63% possession as well. So despite the result, I think they still played well. And if they can carry that on, uh, advance them to do something. But they're not a team who tend to concede and win. Um, so if you can get yourself a goal, you'd, you'd fancy yourself for at least a point. Uh, but I'll go, for, I'll, I'll go for the reverse of last year. I'll go for 2-0 to Okay, okay. Just one other thing, um, guys. Do we know if Dave likes being called Dave, or does he actually prefer being called David? I don't know. <laughs> we all call him Dave. <laughs> Go on, Dave. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I, I, I think we're going to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I know you will give the whole take a point business, but I, I, I just think we're going to get the boost, and we're just going to go on this amazing run. Um, but. We will leave it there. I've taken up a long time of your bank holiday, especially with the um, full start. Yes. <laughs> it was horrendous. I think that's the video that's on YouTube at the moment. <laughs> Everyone's face <laughs> is just going, what's going on? Um, it is the 100th episode, and the reason you three were invited on is you. this is the 13th time for Dan, 13th time for Andy, and technically, well, 14th time for Claire, but one of them was just the introducing the SLO position. So technically 13th time as well so you've been on the most times each which is why you two were on the other week to catch up <laughs> that's why it was organized I've, I've got little spreadsheets and everything it's amazing of um, nice to see it nice to see it was for our cutting insight yeah, it wasn't yeah, just yeah, stats yeah. Well, adding no that's why you were on 13 times the cutting it well, or 12 times the cutting insight the 13 was the stat padding. Um, all right fair enough thank you all thanks everyone for listening um I've worked it out it's approximately 70 hours of my voice you people have listened to over 100 episodes. That's just awful. And I do apologise so, so much. Um, there is a fair bit of Pub of the Week and Who Are You and all the rest of that chucked in there as well. So it might not be all my voice. Uh, Where, but thank where's you all. your anniversary jingle? I didn't yeah. do one. We Honestly, thought you were going to have one. I went uh, blank. That's why we're here. All week. I've been it's the only reason I accepted. Up. Yeah, <laughs> all week I thought, right, I've got to do something, got to do something, and just I went completely blank, just completely. So you, you got off. Um, but what I have done is rather brilliantly, considering how professional, wonderful I am. The next show I've invited several people who have good um, EFL podcasts, like the Lower League Look and Gab Sutton and even Nick from the BBC. So I thought I'll get some nice professional people to come on and talk while I go and make a cup of tea or something. <laughs> um, that should be that should be coming out actually this week. Um, but for now, thank you all for your time. Thank you all for listening. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.